welcome to episode 510 of Good Luck High Five. That's right. You're listening to a podcast that's for you if you play Magic the Gathering. Whether you are sitting at home watching some Magic 30 panels and some world championship coverage, or maybe you are at the event itself, we are here for you. I'm one of your hosts, Maria. I'm another one of your hosts, Megan. And on today's episode, we are going to wrap up all of the amazing stuff that was Magic 30. It was so much stuff. It was a lot the of stuff. The volume of stuff was high. High volume stuffage and... <laughs> It was, it was like yep. pretty, da- pretty dang awesome. It was, it was very, very cool. Um, we'll talk the world championship, which of course happened. Yep. We'll talk some of the highlights of just the magic 30 event. Yes. Um, and we'll talk a lot about some of the Brothers War previews because, wow, we got a lot of previews in the last week. Yes, we sure did. And we've also got a preview of our own. <gasps> we also have a preview card for you. We've got a preview card for you. Aren't you lucky? Uh, here's a little hint. Um, I like this card. <laughs> Do you know what? And I also like this card. Oh, okay, great. So how about that? Excellent. You can start making your guesses now. <laughs> There's only been one card in the history of Magic the Gathering that both Megan and I liked. So, so, so wait, what is it? Do you remember what card it was? I can't. No. We, we talked about it on the last year's Crimby's episode. It was like a oh, card that both Marie and Megan we would like, play. I like this. I like this. And I believe it was a white card, but... You know, can't remember anything else other than that. Well, it's because memories don't <laughs> exist anymore. My memory is completely useless these yeah. days. O- almost com- almost utterly. <laughs> um, my brain is only living in the present and moving forward at all times. Hey, do you know what? That's not a bad way to be. <laughs> goldfish That's brain? That's true. Okay. That's true. Yeah, goldfish brain. Um, well, it's not. Yeah, I guess it is goldfish brain. <laughs> That's what they I do. I am a human goldfish. Nice. I live in a bowl. And I wait, what? I live in a bowl of water. People give me flakes for food, and sometimes I eat my own poop. That's well, my life. <laughs> what a morning. What a morning over here. But before we kick off the show in earnest, hey, thank you to everybody who makes this show happen by being a patron. You get the crown today, the Patreon yes. crown. Thank you so much. And thank you especially to new patron, Lynn. Yay, Lynn. Lynn, this one's for you. There's a lot of content in this yeah, episode. You got a good episode, it is Lynn. all Lynn's. If you want to be like Lynn and have an episode uh, named in your honor, you sure can. Just go to patreon.com slash GLHF magic. Uh, subscribe. You can start at a dollar a month. That's very, yeah. very cheap for, for supporting literally cheap. anything <laughs> you get your own episode dedicated to you to you and you get access to our awesome discord yes. which is a hopping place to be do you want to talk about what's happening next month wow i do want to talk about what's happening next month yes next month is a month known as december so in the month of <laughs> in the english language okay so, <laughs> oh fair enough um so we are having a patron pledge drive month this December. Yeah. And this patron pledge drive month, we have a very special limited quantity. Yes. Limited um, edition. Yes. A limited edition gift that goes with new pledges and pledges that new pledges of $10 or more specifically and current pledges that are upped by $5 or yes. more. And they will get this stunning play mat. Are you ready for this? If you are watching, not Wait, if you're watching, you can see this. Yes. If you're listening, if you're listening you you're can't. Get, you can't. You can go over to our Twitter and see a photo of yeah. this play mat. Look at this. Look at this Look play at mat. this horse. Look at this horse. 
This is the most beautiful playmat I've ever seen in my whole life. This is it is incredible. Featuring art from our good friend Chris Rodriguez, um, uh, with slippery boggle, wearing a Dayberry coronet, yes, and treasure cruise sailing in the background. What more do you want? Nothing. Nothing more can be wanted. Comic book art style. Um, it is. It is like. It is a stunning playmat. It's if beautiful. You, if you use this playmat, you are going to get people talking to you about it. Yeah, because it looks the colors so are popping. They are vibrant. It's it's beautiful. And like Megan said, this starts in December. If you're yes. a new patron, um, you can pledge for five bucks, and you'll uh, excuse Wait, me, ten bucks, yeah. ten bucks a month, and you'll get this playmat. Yes. Or if you're an existing patron, you just up your pledge by five bucks in the month of December. You get this playmat. Or you pledge a yearly pledge. You can pay it all up front for a discount. You get this playmat. Yes. Or, or option four. Um, if you are already a patron and you're like, holy smokes, I really want to get my hands on that because there are only a hundred of them. There's only a hundred. We have 100. So it is the first new or upped pledges, the first hundred. Um, but if you are currently a patron, Instead of starting on December 1st, November 28th, 29th, and 30th, so we're opening on the 28th, if you up your pledge, the 28th, 29th, or 30th, you're in early. Yes. Early um, access. Yes, you get early access. So if you're like, I really want to make sure that I'm one of the first 100 people, you can become a new patron at five bucks this month and then up it by five at the end of the month. And yes. it is as if you became a new $10 patron. Absolutely. Uh, and you will be getting this play, Matt. You'll get early access to it. It is just stunning. It's really great, everybody. That was a lot of words, but th- mostly the thing is, look, it's a hot, hot play, Matt, y'all. Yeah, we want you to have it. We and- want you to have it. Please become a new patron, up your pledge. If you have questions, you know, Ask them. Ask them. Yeah, yeah but it's less than you would pay for a playmat normally, and you're supporting our podcast. Yeah. So I think you're getting a really good deal by doing this. If you have a question, yo, we'll solve it. <laughs> Put it on the Twitter, and we'll revolve it. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, we want to say thank you to Card Kingdom as well for being an amazing sponsor of us. You can pre-order Brothers War over on cardkingdom.com slash GLHF right now, starting yes. a two-day. Um, you can also pre-order a bunch of other stuff if you're interested in singles or that kind of thing. You can get those Warhammer 40K decks. You can get a box of Infinity to draft mm-hmm. over the holidays. Um, but Brothers War is looking really sweet so far. It so, looks very nice. There's some cards in here you're going to want. Yeah, I think this is going to be a high power set with a lot of like impact yes. on a ton of formats yes so if you're thinking about it we recommend card kingdom their customer service is amazing cardkingdom.com slash glhf we're kicking off the show this week with a discussion about magic 30 wow let me tell you even though we were technically there yeah i had some real event <laughs> fomo because we were working the whole I time know. we were working we only got i got to see people for a hot second a second um, truly which it was, was a second which was a highlight absolutely yeah for um, sure it was amazing but like we would get to hear people cheering like out at the main stage <laughs> and it was just like god oh, dang it i know it was okay apologies that we had to work so much everybody but the world yes. championship is a show that like really puts it on you so yeah. um we it wish stop we wish we could have been out there more um maybe in the future events we'll be able to be uh, out there amongst amongst everybody a little bit more because too like it just it was just an incredible spectacle it was really cool so first like the layers so they had like all over there were a bunch of these planeswalker layers which were like gorgeous sets that had a planeswalker in that like a cosplayer as yep. a planeswalker in them and like tables where you could sit and play yeah um and they just 
looked so cool. There they were one, beautiful. Yes. There's like Professor Stunning. Onyx's study. There was Teferi's whatever, he, yes, wherever like, he does fa- what he does. His fancy office. <laughs> Garrick's forest. Yes. Uh, maybe one of my favorite one was like Elspeth's like. Oh yeah, I love that one. Like 1920s lounge. Yeah, Elspeth's halo lounge. Yes. All the angel milk you could possibly want. Oh no, angel sweat. <laughs> Uh, they were they were just absolutely beautiful. Oh, they were so cool. Um, yeah, I it was one of the coolest things to like walk through and see these these places. Uh, so there was ten thousand people who uh, came to this event. It was completely sold out. Yeah. When we walked in on the first day before anybody got there because we were setting up for the world championship, I just had this feeling of like I don't know if I've ever been in a bigger space. It was enormous. It was huge. Yeah. And the people were there. It was just like. People every inch there was yes, a person. <laughs> there was a person. There was a person everywhere. Here a person, there a person. Everywhere a person. person. Um and it was a different feeling to Grand Prix if you've been to those yeah. before because those are tournament focused. And yeah, there's like vendors and stuff on the mm-hmm. sides. And it was even better than when they had the celebrations in Vegas. Yeah. There was just in the past. There was just more. There was just more. More. And the spirit of it felt like a con, right? Yes. It felt like you were going to a con because there was just like so much um, school spirit for magic. That's yeah. the way I'm going to put it. School spirit for magic. There was a really great <laughs> Game Nights Live episode. That was truly one of the the most unbelievable things I've seen. Yeah. I could not. How many people do you think were watching that? Oh, everyone. <laughs> Literally 10,000 people. 10,000 people. (laughs) 10,000 people were sitting and watching it. And they'd make a play and people would just erupt in cheers. And I'm like, what? (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, I was thoroughly impressed by that Game Nights Live experience. It was so cool. There was a really awesome cosplay contest. Yes. Which um, there was like an amazing Ashiok cosplay. The amazing um, Ashiok cosplay Which had like smoke literally coming out of the top of like the headpiece. It was so cool. It was so cool. There was uh, some really amazing cosplay. Um, That part, like all of that stuff was awesome um there was a bunch of vendors selling stuff i would say that in like if you're thinking about future events i would put even more vendors more Mm -hmm. artists on site um there was uh a play area for competitive play as well Mm -hmm. as a play area for commander play um my only thing is like i wish that there were on-demand events at these and i think that that was everyone i think that everyone literally wished that there was on demand if there was on demand at this Mm -hmm. i like don't know (laughs) <laughs> other than the issues they had with like letting people into the command zone area to play, yeah. which they, uh, they amended on Saturday and Sunday. Yeah. I'm like, I feel, and like a bigger place to access to watch the world championship. Yeah. Those are the they only like, two things I would say yeah. about it. Yeah. Like more open play space yep. just for like sitting down and grabbing a game and yes, on demand, on demand events of every kind. Yes. Because I talked to multiple people who are like, Oh, I, I played my event. Exactly. Now what I and do. like, I wish that I had, known that yeah. I should sign up for more stuff or something. Yeah. Like, then I, then you could just go back in and crush drafts or exactly, whatever. Exactly. Like go play on play modern, whatever. Yeah. Um, so I think like those, and then just having a bigger access to watch the competitive play space area. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's three comments. <laughs> that's Great. not a lot. It was really, it amazing. was a really, really, truly remarkable. Very, event. very cool. And they announced at this event that the next big magic event is going to be in Philadelphia in February. Ooh. Philadelphia. Did they say when in February? Yes, they did. Is it my birthday? I don't think so. Okay. I think that it is mid-February and I don't remember. Well, let me see if I can Google my... How do you spell Philadelphia? 
Philadelphia. <laughs> Delphia. Uh, Philadelphia. 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 All right. It's February 17th through the 19th. Okay. Okay. All will gather. That's what it says. <gasps> Spooky. And Elish is standing there on the graphic. Oh, as someone has said, this art of Elish Norn is. It's really good. Really good. Really good. So February really good. 17th through the 19th, 2023 is going to be the next event. No word on what the scale of it's going to be, yeah. or it's probably not going to be as big as Magic I 30. mean, probably <laughs> not. But I think that they did legitimately move like like move it to Philly to be big. Oh, okay, great. I think that they were like, let's make it bigger. Let's make it bigger. I mean, like this, they've got to say this is a resounding success. Yes. I mean, when everything's unmitigated sold out, success. Yes. You don't usually hear unmitigated success next to each other. Normally it's disaster. Yes. This is an unmitigated <laughs> success. success. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just... Um, Really, really made me happy to see so many people um, having so much fun and joy um, celebrating magic. I, the brief time I was walking through Magic 30, I looked over at the event section that mm -hmm. was like doing some uh, limited or I don't actually know what they were playing over there, what was offered. But yeah. I just had this like pain in my heart. I was like, oh, my God, I want to play a GP again. Oh, we got to see there was like a really there were so many cute Unfinity events. Yes. Great Unfinity events. So cute. Did you have the feeling that you're like, oh, I want to play in a paper event again, yeah. like at a like GP level? Yeah, absolutely. That's the feeling I had walking through. What a time. I was like, just put it right into my veins, please. <laughs> um, but everyone just seemed to be having a great time. Yeah. Smiles all the time. I, I don't know. It was just wonderful to be amongst your people, you know? It was a really, it was a really su sweet time. Um, was it weird being around that many people? Also, yes. <laughs> Also, yes. Also, yes. <laughs> well, let's talk about the World Championship, which also happened at Magic 30. Yeah. So this was a 32-player competition um, across Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. They did draft. They did standard. They did explorer. They did standard again in the top four. Yes. It was uh, a, a fantastic event. Yes. It was really cool. Really, really cool. Um. So let's kick it off talking about the 3-0 draft decks. Yes. So draft was what we started the weekend with. Mm -hmm. um, there's four pods for the 32 players. And like seeing people draft uh, draft again, like at a high level event. So there great. is nothing like it. Real, real nice. If you're a limited fan, this, this is like the, your Christmas. I mean, yeah. it is truly a treat. And when the drafts are recorded, cause they drafted a day early, just mm -hmm. because of the way production has to work uh, in the back, we could see all eight drafts happening at the same time oh, on a TV sick. screen, which was like, it's just like the limited player is just like their brain is on fire. Yeah. You know, they just love it for the average person. That is probably too much information <laughs> to ever want to see at one time. Yeah. But for some of the, the extra special amongst us, it was just, just catnip. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about these three Oh drafts. Yes. Starting off, Nathan Stoyer uh, had a three Oh draft, which was classic black, white walls. Black, defenders. white defenders. Black, white defenders. He's got two shield wall sentinels. He's got two wing mantle chaplains. Two. What more do you need to know? Uh, yeah, this draft deck is just beautiful. Just a thing of beauty. It really is. Right. Also two walking bulwark to blight pile, a clockwork drawbridge. Like he had it who all. Let him have he this? had it all. Who let him draft I this? I can only imagine he packed one, picked one, that wing mantle chaplain. I, uh, like, I right, think that's he did. That's probably what you have to do. And of course it's the right move. Yes. Do you know what? It's, it certainly paid off. That yeah. deck is just really deck was sick. sweet. Um, next up was Johnny Gutman. Another of the very young players. Yes. Making a three Oh here. Um, and he went with 
this is like a classic domain deck. Yeah, He's domain. all five colors up in here. So kind of almost the opposite of what Nathan was doing with his 3-0 deck. Yeah. Um, what stands out to me here is Tatiova, Steward of Tides, obviously. And he's running jo- Domain with Joda's Codex, oh, which... Yes. Just tap, draw a card. You gotta do it. You love tap, draw a card. We have a sweet bomb in Temporal Firestorm, the one oh, that yeah. basically sweeps the board, lets you blink out your own creature, and then kills everything oh, else. That card is card's very great. good. Card's very great. Good. Uh, so yeah, this is like... It's really nice, too, to see a Domain deck I agree. Uh, go 3-0. I because agree. Because... They are decks that I think have suffered a little bit from the format's more tempo-oriented strategy. But here it's just like, nope, do you know what? And it's kind of the hallmark um, deck of the format. Yeah, it's like a five-color five color domain. Next up, Julian Wellman, another one of the Zoomers. Yeah, another Zoomer. Another Young Zoomer player. up in here. Uh, classic white-blue tempo. Almost mono-white. Almost mono-white. There mono are white. very few blue cards in here. There's two. There's two. <laughs> There's two plus to pay for the kicker cost on stall for time. Yes. Um, the only two blue cards are Soaring Drake and um, Protect the Negotiators. So Yeah. Other than that, though, it's like, right? It's just what we said. It's like, it's a classic tempo deck. It's got, like, you're playing a bunch of creatures, like Resolute Reinforcements, a Banalish Sleeper. Um, he's got a Valiant Veteran, which is a nice rare, and our Givian Caval... Two our Givian Cal... Ca- Help me! Our Givian Cavaliers. Yes. Two Our Givian Cavaliers, Our Givian Phalanxes, right? Like three of those. Yeah, three so of that's those. the big four four that you can just yeah. play for one mana under many circumstances in this deck. Captain's call, of course, to heroic charge. Um, Sarah Paragon. Oh yeah. That's, You've got to mention yeah. that card because you can that just play busted. all of your little cards back from the graveyard with that oh, flying angel. So good. Um, this is what we're talking about when I'm talking about those tempo decks, right? This is like, yep, creatures, creatures, creatures. Stall for time. Stall for time. You lose. Attack. Tristan Wild LaRue is our final 4-0 drafter. Are you sensing a theme here? Because here's another young player. Yes, absolutely. They keep prepared <laughs> for this draft. They absolutely did. The young players destroyed draft yeah, and put did. to shame the older players. <laughs> yeah, they did. They put them to shame. Put them to shame. This is a little red-white aggro deck. Yeah, this was the uh, featured t- pod that we had at the World Championship. So if you want to see some draft action, you can go back and watch and see how Tristan drafted this deck. Um, not drafted because we watched Siggy, but uh, we followed Tristan for the final couple of rounds of play because he was doing so well. It's red-white, so it's a Boros aggressive deck, which we called coming into the format was a good deck to be on to draft. Uh, if you're drafting um, Keldon Strike Team, which there's a copy of in this, three copies of Argivian Cavalier, three copies of coalition war leader so this is kind of like big bigger red white beatdowns and his table could not deal with it could not deal with it so um props to tristan for this deck who just found the right seat to be in nobody else was drafting this at the table yeah and just was like you know what i'm just gonna try and smash your face and when i run out of little creatures i'm gonna play my uh three four coalition war brute and just attack you with that because you've got to deal with it yeah you can't just sit back and do nothing um Congrats to our to our four uh, yeah. three o drafters, the four three o drafters uh, at Worlds. Um, all right, Maria. Next up is our best standard decks. Okay, uh, which you know surprisingly were not the Esper decks necessarily. No, like they did end up in the top four, but that was more based on those perform those players' performances of like all around. Yes. Um, and especially in the Explorer rounds, because in standard, uh, we saw um. The is it tempo deck? This deck was so sick. Yeah. So to just wind up for a second, Esper Midrange was the most brought deck with nearly seventy percent. Yes. So that's twenty two players playing that deck, which is kind of absurd. Everybody. 
it was yeah that level of very very powerful metagame obviously was like uh whoa and i don't think the players expected it either we all thought coming in that esper midrange was the best deck right mm-hmm. but we didn't expect 22 people to be on it because we expected probably other people would say wait a second i figured out a way to beat it and yeah. like megan said one of the players who did figure out a way to beat it was julian wellman who brought an iso is it tempo deck in standard that put those esper decks to shame and Julian was to shame. To shame. Julian, once again, a very young magic player, the a zoomer here from Team Handshake, ready to like just take out the older players in the field, mm-hmm. brought Is It Tempo. The deck destroyed the Is It deck. And Julian was our last undefeated player at the end of day one. Yeah, he was. Um, as you know what? So the other deck that did very, very well in the standard portion yeah. um, was none other than Johnny Manuel de Praz Mono Blue Tempo. Yes, I love this um, deck. He didn't have a great draft, so he didn't end up like at the top of the standings at the end of day one. But he was one of the few people who had like four or five, like had four or five undefeated rounds yes. in standard. Um, I want to say he won four out of his five standard rounds. Um this mono blue tempo deck, this is the one we were talking about. It's got four Tolarian Terror and four Hottie Jin. So I had been playing this deck before yeah. this tournament. However, I had been playing with Delver of Secrets. Mm-hmm. Turns out, Jean-Emmanuel Dupre was like, like, you don't no. need Delver. You don't need Delver of All Secrets. you need to do is play your one drop, like your one drops, your one mana spells, boom, 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 and power out those Tolarian Terrors. I think that we saw him on a turn with three mana, like, or four mana, cast, like, consider... Tolarian Terror, Spell Pierce Tolarian Terror. <laughs> like, that's what he used his four mana on. Do you want a 5-5 five, five with Ward 2 for a single mana? I think you probably yeah, do. Consider Tolarian Terror. Someone tries to counter the Tolarian Terror. Consider, he Spell Pierces it. Consider it. <laughs> Another Tolarian Terror. He had two Tolarian Terrors in play. It was it was great. Um, the other card that, it, that uh, J.E.D. plays, the other creature. Oh, it wasn't. Sorry. It wasn't. Like I was thinking, I was like, "Oh, spell pierce," but it's because he had a like hottie gin. Wait, no, there is spell pierce. Okay, never mind. Yeah, there's. A hot, you also got to see gin. people him cast a lot of like one mana um, essence scatters, <laughs> and a lot of one mana make disappears because hottie gin reduces the cost of those. Yes. Yeah, so the the only two creatures Jed plays are Tolarian Terror and Hottie Gin, right? Yeah. And Hottie Gin was also featured in that Is It Tempo deck by Julian Wellman we mentioned. So Hottie Gin was kind of like. That was like a standout card from the weekend that I think no one really had on their radars as being a standout card in the standard yeah. format. It won our card of the day on standard day yeah. um, for good reason, because once you're playing all these tiny little cantrips, it pumps the power of Hottie Gin. So I think we saw somebody one shot with a Hottie Gin. That seemed, yes, we saw. I can't remember who it was. It might but have been Dupra. It was probably Dupra. Um, yeah. Just, just 20 like, somebody with this card. Yes. 20. Them. You just make a huge, huge gin. Boom. Beautiful. Just a truly beautiful thing. The the difference between Wellman's deck and that is uh, that mono blue tempo deck is uh, um, Wellman was playing with Lear, Disciple of the Drowned, to be yeah. able to flash back all the spells from the graveyard and that kind Ooh, of thing. That's pretty spicy. So, yeah, it was a kind of a different idea, but similar on similar wavelengths to yeah. Jean-Emmanuel Dupraz. So if you're looking to beat Esper Control, or excuse me, Esper Midrange and Standard, look to as a tempo or mono blue tempo. Those two decks kind of took them to the cleaners this weekend in Standard. <laughs> Day two was all Explorer, six rounds of Explorer, um, which was pretty sweet. Like, I really enjoyed watching this format. Yeah, I Explorer, this is the first time we got to see Explorer explored, if you will, at <laughs> high-level tournament play. 
Um, it is essentially Pioneer minus a couple of key cards because they're not on Arena yet. So it's the uh, Pioneer of Arena. <laughs> and it was really fun to see people, you know, kind of dive into this format for the first time. It's just not something we get to witness a lot because yep. uh, formats will be pretty well and truly trodden by the time that they're um, showcased at events like the World Championship. Mm -hmm. And so seeing Explorer kind of like, boom, here we go. First time meant that the metagame for Explorer was pretty diverse. Yeah, it and, was very cool. And there's a bunch of different archetypes, plenty of one-ofs, really spicy stuff. Simon Gertzen brought a mono-red fires list, mm -hmm. um, which was really fun. He loved that deck. He didn't do well in the tournament, but I think that deck's very cool. Yeah. We talked about Enigmatic Incarnation on the show last week. I love that deck. Somebody yep. brought it. I was hoping somebody did it. Somebody did. Thumbs up. Um, heading into the last round of day two, there were two different undefeated Explorer decks. Okay, great. Um, one was Ely Cassis's Mono Blue Spirits. Spirits. It really pains me to say. Spirits. You know how, for some, do you know what? Look, I've chosen to just <laughs> hate Spirits. I Okay. I mean, they, they, I chose it a long time ago and I'm not letting go. Is it because that they're playing creatures in blue? Is that why you're mad? I think maybe so. Yes. <laughs> it feels fundamentally pretty messed up if you ask well, me. I, but also they're playing a lot of counter magic. Yeah, but there's that? too many creatures in there. <laughs> you're telling me, look. You're what? telling me that you want to have a creature in terms of in like in Mausoleum Wanderer, but then you want it to also be a counter spell? No. Okay, over here in our house, we play good old fashioned actual counter spells like counter spell. All right? We don't put it on a stick. We don't use a little creature to do our dirty work. No, we're not. We do it ourselves. Okay, Maria? Okay, fine. Uh, you might have liked Greg Orange's deck then. That was Azorius yes. Control. It was pure very control. It was pure control. I did a deck tech with Greg in Standard, but he played yeah. Control in both Standard and Explorer. Classic Greg Orange. And I was talking to him and I was like, okay, what are your win conditions? It's the Wandering Emperor and a single Hullbreaker Horror. And I was like, I guess you hate to win the game, but you've got to do it. And he was like, yeah, that's true. I didn't even want to play the Hullbreaker Horror. <laughs> <laughs> Truly a man after Megan's Great. heart. Really, <laughs> really great. So anyways, Ely Cassis' Mono Blue Spirits deck, um, which like was actually, I'll admit, like it was kind of cool to watch. It was. Um, you had to think about so many things. Yes. And like the mirrors of it were like actually very interesting because players have a, this card, Shacklegeist, which is one in a blue for a 2-2 two -two flyer. Shacklegeist can block only creatures with flying. Tap two untapped spirits you control. Tap target creature you don't control. Do you want to see... A, br a brain bleeding happening live on television. It's like players, two players, both with shackle guys in play, trying to figure out how many of their things they can tap to tap their opponent's things to not be dead on the crackback. But then their opponent has to think about how many things they can tap to tap their opponents. It's it's like a very intricate game of chess. I mean, it's it was like the definitely the one of the coolest moments of the weekend watching that mirror. Was it between Ely and, and Jim Davis? I think so. Yeah, playing both on Spirits and Explorer. Go back watch it if you didn't, because how interesting yeah. to watch that game play out. I mean, there was a million different decision points, and oh, it was it was top notch, top notch match for yeah. sure. 
Really cool stuff. Um, and then the other one was Yuta Takahashi's Abzan Grease Fang deck. Undefeated in Explorer. Um, 5-0 in Explorer going into wow. the final round. So he unfortunately lost the final round. Oh, Yuta. Yeah. I know we almost had a top I four know. with our reigning world champ again, Yuta um, Takahashi. Yeah, Ely's mono blue deck was 6-0. Yuta's Abzan deck, Abzan Grease Fang deck was 5-1, only losing that very last round okay. of Explorer. Um, and do you know what the Grease Fang deck was also sick to watch, man? Yeah. This deck was cool. Much uh, so, like standard, um, where we had Esper Midrange as the most represented deck. Obzon Greasefang was the most represented deck in Explorer, although by much a, a much smaller margin yeah. than the standard portion of the tournament. Greasefang, Greasefang combo. Get the Greasefang out. Get mm-hmm. your Barhelion two back onto the battlefield. Swing in with a oh, million and angels. You know what? We and got to see it happen, and it was just. It was great. It's pretty disgusting. Why? Are, how can you be mad about it, man? I don't know. People were though. People are. People get mad about this deck, but like, come on, it's just a rat. It's a rat doing her job, <laughs> and her job is to go is getting greasy. Is to go resurrect an enormous angel creating monstrosity <laughs> out of the graveyard. I don't get mad at this kind of deck. It's no. just there's too many ways to disrupt it. It's just too stinking cool. It's trying to do its combo thing. When it does its combo thing, it does its combo thing. Yes. And like, there's like so many ways to disrupt the a combo magic deck. thing. Yeah. It's a magic deck. <laughs> um, I, I do love all the ways that they have to get their Parhelions into the graveyard. Like Grizzly Salvage, a classic. And then also just like playing a Liliana of the Veil. And oh, yeah. plusing it so that you each discard. It's like that's so much value for you. You want to discard and beautiful. you get your opponent to discard something. Truly beautiful. Like a plus. Um, and I also loved the ways that they had to get Grease Fang back into play if Grease Fang died, like Can't Stay Away. Yeah. Um, which is a card that we didn't really see a ton of um, from Midnight Hunt, but like it's great. You yeah. Know? It was really cool. We also got to see Witherbloom Command. I just love that this this deck has a lot of tools in it that aren't your classic, just super powerful things. They're very tuned to doing what this deck wants to do. And yeah. It's just really cool to see them in action. I do love to see cards that are essentially draft cards showing up in constructed decks. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's one of my favorite things to see. Um, so yeah, Grease Fang, one of the best decks in Explorer, as well as the Mono Blue Spirits, which was, I think, the right call for Explorer this yeah. weekend specifically. Seems really good. Then we had our cut to our top four on Sunday, which we went back to standard. Yeah. Our top four players were Nathan Stoyer, Zoomer, Ely Cassis, uh, has been in the game for a long time. Grinder. Has been playing the game the longest of any of the competitors in this field. I feel like I've I've cast matches with Ely back in the day at Grand Prix and I called him Eli. I'm really sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know how to say your name. Yeah. Now I do. Um Yakub Toth, also a young player, and Carl Serap, a young player. Yeah. Into the top four. Wow. So Megan and my our predictions did not make it. Absolutely not. They were both six eight. They both Well, we tied, I guess. Yeah, we did tie. <laughs> Which do you know what, Maria? That, that I think that works because I think neither of us deserves socks. <laughs> After our bad calls. Yes, like oh, come six on. eight. Come they on. were still good. They were still good options. Six eight is a bad enough call that you don't get socks. <laughs> Nobody gets socks. You don't get rewarded for that. Oh they were dang great picks. It. Um but they they both had pretty Jean Emmanuel Duprat didn't do well in Explorer, so yes. he had he had done well well in standard and yeah, two one did. draft or something. So there was a chance of him at one point he yeah, was number he had a one shot. Yeah. on the leaderboard and I screenshot it and sent it to me. <laughs> But then, yes, sadly, what, he didn't do well. The um, when you say at one point he was number one on the leaderboard, that was just after round one. Yep. Yeah, but he's still number one. Well, <laughs> okay. 
Oh my gosh. So yeah, it was a fantastic top four. Yeah. Uh, the finals were Ely Cassis versus Nathan Stoyer. And it was a great... It was a great finals. It was a great finals, so especially the, yeah. match two. I was going to say, the whole story of this is that like at the end of day two in Explorer, Ely played Nathan and just crushed him. Yes. Um, which makes sense because the Mono Blue Spirits deck had one of the red ley lines in the sideboard. They could not cast it. They could only put it into play if it was their, like in their An opening, opening hand. hand. Um, but it's the one that says like if a spell or an ability an opponent controls targets you, it deals two to them. Yes. And so uh, Nathan was like, on Rakdos Sacrifice. Exactly. Like if you like... Those mayhem devils, you all of a sudden you can't use mayhem devil triggers on stuff because nope. you get hit for two every time you do it. Yeah. So just like absolutely dream crushed him and like put Nathan Stoyer into a spot where he didn't think he was going to make the top four. And to be fair, he was one of like five players all with the same record who were competing for the very last spot. Yes. But then he did, he was the one on tiebreakers who made it. Who made it? Yeah. It, there was some footage of him. Um, crying after he lost yes. to Ely, which you just, it just broke your heart because yes. Nathan has been playing magic since he was a very small, tiny baby child. Yeah. And you might argue he still is yes. <laughs> at 20 years old. Yeah. Um, but he, there's, I uh, Googled him and I found an old article from daily MTG where it was a photo of Nathan in the future match area at a GP. Yes. And it was called like future. We tweeted this from magical futures. Yeah. Yeah. The article was called Magical Futures, and wow, did we set ourselves up for greatness here because yeah. in the end, Nathan came back and won the whole thing. So there, this is a photo of him at GP San Diego in 2015 on day two, by the way. Wow. This is him playing in round 10, and he is- He's an, 13 years old in this photo. Literal child. Yep. Um, yeah. And then him at, at Worlds, uh, which is very, very cool. So cool to see somebody grow up through the game like that yeah. and then wind up- on Magic's biggest stage in the finals of the World Championship. Yeah. So then he lost to Ely in the top, like the first round of the top four. Played again, lost yes, again. In the semi, in like the upper semifinals, but it was double elimination. Yep. So he fell down to the bottom bracket, fought his way all the way through the bottom bracket again, like beat Carl Sarap, who was down there, um, beat Jakob Toth, who was yep. down there, and then faced Ely again in a best of three matches. Yes. Final match. And so for the first match, Ely wins. Yes. Second match, Nathan wins. I mean, we yes. gave, we gave they you everything. all Max, went to three games. All went to three games. They all went to three games. So the third match also goes to three, three games. games. So Nathan is playing Grixis mid-range as opposed to Esper mid-range and standard. And that was an excellent call for this weekend mm -hmm. as well. So that's another standard deck to highlight as one that was on had the edge against yeah. Esper. Um, so in the in the top four, he was certainly very well positioned against yeah. the rest of the field who were only playing Esper mid-range. Yes. And to be fair, like I would say like right, Ely beat him in that first uh, semifinals. Yeah. And, but then everyone else, like Nathan just pretty much crushed. Yeah, he did. Um, Ely just like had like had his number on this deck. Certainly did. Certainly um, did. So it was also just like very impressive of Ely to come through and like be the person who's like, oh, in this unfavorable match matchup, I took two matches off of Nathan that day. Um, but then lost the last two to him. Yeah. Ely um, would have also been a wonderful champion to have yes. and certainly well-deserving. Um, very happy to see him do so well in this tournament. He's just yeah. a wonderful guy and I'm sure we'll see him winning tournaments left and right and forward coming up yeah. 
in the in the coming years. The same is true for Nathan. Absolutely. Can you imagine? Twenty years old. Twenty years old. You are the world champion yes. of magic. And he was just obviously so like overwhelmingly overwhelmingly happy. happy. It was a beautiful thing to see. Yeah. Like this is his life. This is his life. Magic the Gathering. <laughs> and he has now been crowned the best yeah. at the thing that is his life. Can you imagine that feeling? Wild. He's also like, and also he's already won a mock, like he's a mock two, showcase. He's won two, two mock showcases here this year. Do you know how hard it is to qualify for a mocks? And then he just like he's won qualified two of them, and then won two of them. He qualified for three of the four. You know, he was already, he's, he's now qualified for twice. next year's worlds, but he was already qualified for next year's worlds. I mean, seriously, this kid is good at magic. Yeah. Yeah. One we'll more see. year, and I'll stop calling you a kid, Nathan. I'm sorry, but you got to be yeah, twenty-one. I know. <laughs> That seems, that seems fair. You are a man, in but then my, you'll be a gentleman. Personally, in my opinion, 26, you got to be able to rent a car <laughs> and then I'll stop calling people children. But do you know what these days uh, up until, do you know what? You're lucky I haven't moved the bar to 30, everybody. I know we're the dinosaurs of magic now. <laughs> Monty kept saying this throughout the weekend that the, the meteor was coming. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, that's truly kind of what it felt like. One of the stories of the tournament was team handshake, which was a team of a bunch of uh, the zoomers, yeah. the younger kids in magic who had teamed up together and they, they had the field right on draft, yeah. right? They had the field right on standard. Yeah. It was just Explorer where they kind of uh, stumbled, stumbled a little bit, a little. but um, they had, they had the older players number and they came for them. <laughs> yeah, they did. They were on, they were riding that meteor to faster. <laughs> It was it was Armageddon yeah. the film. <laughs> Let's take a moment um now just to talk about like being in person again doing the show because yeah. this is the first time we did a show in person since 3 years or whatever. Yeah. What a difference in person makes. What it was wild. I just <laughs> it was so wonderful to be back yeah. with human beings doing a show and the show I think turned out like really good. Putting my producer hat on. Yeah. I think it was the best one we'd ever done. Yeah. It was great. It like it looked great. It flowed great. Um, there were great games of magic. Yep. It was good. Top to bottom, man. Top to bottom. I talked with some of the cast behind the scenes during the show to kind of get a feeling of what it was like to be back like casting in person again. And yeah, here's some interviews I did backstage. Enjoy. <laughs> hey, what's up everybody? I've got the one, the only. Monty Davuti backstage at the World Championship. Monty, this is the first time, well, in a long time anyway, that we have done a show together. What is it like in person? And also, what am I like? Tell the viewers and listeners the truth. Really annoying. <laughs> but at least I could touch you. That's yeah, I know, right? <laughs> yeah. Human, humans, yeah. meet, we're back in meat space. Back, back, back in the flesh space. That's a even weirder way to say it, but yeah. Uh, <laughs> What is the best part about doing coverage in person again? Uh, just, it doesn't feel lonely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's when true. you're in the room after you shut off for the day, it's just like quiet and there's nobody around, nobody to shoot the shit with, and like, it, it just feels alone. Yeah. And now everything's like fun. Three dimensional, you know, it feels 3D again. It feels tangible. Yes. <laughs> What's it like to here at Magic 30 with all these people in this huge hall and the world champs going on too? Terrifyingly busy. I like walk out onto the floor and just it's people everywhere. And like 
normally it would be maybe okay, but like I've just come from two and a half years of like interacting with at most 10 people on any given space. There's 10,000 people out there. It's, it's a lot. Okay, so number one takeaway after this weekend, magic, life, uh, the future, what is it? What do you got? Coffee's really good. <laughs> <laughs> Money to booty, everybody. <laughs> High five. All right, everybody. I am with Ailey Lodi here backstage at uh, the World Champs. What's been the best part for you, Ailey, coming back in person? Seeing Maria. Ah, wow, she's smart. She knows what to say. Uh, what's the second best thing? Still seeing Maria. Great answer, great answer. <laughs> now, being able to hang out in person with everyone has been a long time. We were all like, <laughs> trick fun, fun fact actually. Maria laughed and cried almost for a good two minutes when she saw Marshall. So she has a favorite. It's true. That's fine, because we all love Marshall, right? And it was just the most wonderful thing. And it's just, yeah, we yeah. miss each other a lot. It's, it's so true. I mean, there is absolutely no substitute for coming back here, being with everybody again. Um, it feels like a family reunion. It does, yeah. And it's a family that you like, which is weird. Yeah. It's the ones you get to pick. Yeah. Unfamiliar to me, but uh, here we are. Uh, the tournament so far, how's it been going? What's been the highlight for you? <laughs> Seeing the young guns take it out, take it over, you know, just the, all these young players who've made a name for themselves in the digital era of Magic, getting onto a big stage and just absolutely crushing it. It's been wonderful. Yeah, it's been super cool. Like, uh, Mani's been saying that there's a meteor coming, and for us dinosaurs... Yeah, the meteor's coming. The yeah. meteor's coming, and it's these young players, which yeah. is uh, kind of cool to see. Here we are. We're on day three of competition, by the way. We don't know who won. You will know who won if you're listening or watching to this, but we don't know. <laughs> we don't know. We don't know. Who's your Who's your uh, guess from the top four? My guess, Cassis. I'd right. like to see Stoyer win. Though. All right, Cassis, your heart's with Stoyer. We'll find out. <laughs> Actually, you you know. So you know already. Yeah. Aliloni. There we go. <laughs> All right, I've got Marshall to my left. Corey to my right, stuck in the middle with these two, am I right? Okay, okay. Marshall, we're back IRL. What's going on? I'm filming you for a good luck high five. Oh, okay. Say hi. Hi, good luck high five. What's the best part about being back? Seeing you. All right, she, everybody. She paid us to say. Everybody's saying what that now. What Corey, what, what's your favorite part? Well, this is not being back for me. This is the first time for me. So yes, it is yes. incredible being able to not be doing this from my basement anymore and actually being able to hang out, realize you're a real person. Yeah. Uh, I'm not a hologram. <laughs> it's been incredible. Yeah, you've just been shining up there, Corey. I have Aww. to say, your your happiness is contagious, and I think everybody can feel it at home who's watching the show. It's that Midwest uh, charm that we get, right? That's we're, right. We're born with it. That's right. Maybe, <laughs> maybe it's Maybelline. Maybe, maybe it's, it's the Midwest. Min the Midwest. <laughs> maybe it's really annoying. <laughs> Marshall, we love you, you old grump. <laughs> I'm West Coast chill, man. I'm not here to get a hype. <laughs> not what this is about. Marshall's too cool for us, and we've yeah, known that cool. for years. For years. But that's why we just sit next to him so we can get some of that cool aura. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. We've got somebody from backstage coming up to say hi to us. We're not, we don't know for sure, but it's probably safe. This is production, baby. Some more BTS content for you. Maria and Mani in a very dark hallway walking to the news desk. Let's go. Let's go. Here's a look inside the players' lounge. Hi. 
World champion, currently eating a solid, Yuta Takahashi. Not for much longer. Yeah, not going to be world champion for long. He's got to take his moments where he can get them, you know? <laughs> Soon we're going to be calling him the former world champion. It's true. It's true. A few more hours. A few more hours. All right, we're walking out onto the show floor. There's the feature match area. Camera. Photographer, what's up? There's Magic 30 out that way. It's our jib operator. Hi. Here's our news desk. Isn't it beautiful? There's Cedric. Looking great. Getting ready to go on for day number three. Okay, Maria, before we continue, yeah. while we're talking about meteors and asteroids and the film Armageddon, yeah. um, I just want to, like, did you see the story about how NASA used a robot to push an asteroid? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's all. I just wanted to make sure everyone had heard that story. Yeah, for NASA sure. had, was like, do you know what? What if in the future there was an asteroid that we thought would maybe what hit Earth? What if Armageddon in the movie was coming to life? Was coming to life and we needed to do something about it. Could we, in theory, Nudge send... It. Not people, but a robot to go boop to go push the asteroid, and the answer was yes. That robot booped that asteroid. Yes, it absolutely did um, enough to like substantially change its trajectory. Yeah, they figured out. So, do you know what? The really good news is that you don't have to worry about asteroids coming for you anymore. No, it's just not going to happen. What a way off! I know we will what not. We will shoulders. not be the dinosaurs. At least that way. Yeah. <laughs> There's plenty of other ways. Look, we're not saying that we're solving any of the other ways yet. No. There's tons of other ways. No. But it is just kind of nice to know, hey, that one's not one of them, man. Yeah. And it, it turns out you can't laser blast an asteroid because yeah. then you just make a lot of smaller asteroids that come for you. Yeah. So that booping is like the a, way to do it. Yeah. Space but that's what that That's what that robot did. Oh, also thanks to our friend who emailed us and let us know that they were space adjacent. Yes. Hello to our space adjacent friend. We were like really hoping that some astronauts or something listened to the show. And they um, were like... Do you know what? I've worked with NASA. And they're like, I've worked with NASA. I listen to your show. And I'm like, very Thank cool. You. Thank, Thank you. you. Space adjacent person. We're still waiting to be listened to on the ISS, but you know, I have confidence yeah. that day will come. Someday. <laughs> Someday. I hope, do you know what? Really? I hope that our podcast is listened to by the robot who pushes the yes, asteroid. We really, That's we need I really a want robot to be listening to our podcast. Contingent. If you were like Megan, who's your dream audience for a podcast? I would robots. say the robot specifically that pushed the asteroids. And I want the one on Mars to listen to us too. Oh yeah. That would be nice. You know, cause it's probably pretty lonely. Yeah. It's a robot, Maria. It doesn't feel that way. It's time for our Brothers War preview card. Wow. I can't believe how close this set is to coming out. Next week, we're going to have Judge Rob on. Yes. Next week is Judge Rob uh, to get you ready Oof. for your pre-release. How is it already Judge Rob I don't already? know. I don't know. I truly don't but know. But we've got an awesome preview card for you today. I love this card. Um, Maria, I'll let you, you know, I'll oh, let you take. Thank you. Take thank you so here. much. Our preview card is take flight three in a blue for an uncommon aura enchant creature enchanted creature gets plus one plus oh and has flying and whenever this creature attacks draw a card whenever this creature attacks attacks doesn't have to not hit. deals combat damage so if it's gonna just like bounce off of their creature that's Great. fine you get your card and this gives the creature flying so yeah. it has evasion much much easier to get in with an attack yes absolutely um you know it says draw a card. I'm happy. It's an aura. Maria's happy. Yes, absolutely. We're happy. We're both happy. We're both happy. This card is wonderful, too, um, because 
unless they bounce your creature in response, mm-hmm. you will get a card back off of it yes. no matter what. So even if you're like, uh, I kind of have to cycle this card, that's okay. Yeah. Just have your creature attack, you know, nice. and you still get the card back. It is expensive. Um, but I think I want to play this card. Yeah, I agree. I think, I think it's that, worth it. I think that I am playing this card in limited for sure. The bounce, uh, excuse me, the flying bonus uh, is just really, really, really strong. Yeah. And when it's just the attack trigger, so they can just like bounce off each other and you're still drawing yeah. cards. Maria, we have to talk about the sad story moment of this though. Yeah. Uh, so this is a story spotlight card. Yep. And it says, quote, Though neither brother cared to admit it, flying the ancient thopter was their last happy moment together. That is truly wow. heartbreaking. <laughs> Woof. You can read ma- more magic story on mtgstory.com where you can find yeah. out about the story moment. Um, but they really gave us a brutal story moment. Here. Yes, they did. <laughs> hey, guess what? These brothers after this, never going to be happy again. They hated each other for the rest of their lives after this moment after this moment but you know what this one's a nice one it is and it does look the art is beautiful it's yep, done by joshua nice. kairos and you can see the they've made a thopter it's soaring can you imagine how happy oh, you're like it's oh gorgeous look at this awesome yeah. airplane we invented yeah. <laughs> we're I the right brothers it, i think what'd you say they found it they just found it yeah they didn't it's make an ancient it. thopter oh so yeah it does say ancient i'm sure that they had to do some repair work okay <laughs> they're like the right brothers if conspiracy theory, here you go. Ooh. The Wright brothers didn't invent a plane. They they unearthed one in their backyard and then <gasps> flew it. There you go. How about that? Ancient aliens put it under the ground yes. in their backyard. And the Wright brothers found it. And they it. found it, but then they're yes. like, oh, we invented this. Okay, no, contemporary aliens were like, it's about time that everybody developed flight here. Yes. So yes. what we're going to do, gonna even though we're us. not supposed to influence, is we're going to bury the prototype <laughs> for an airplane in the Wright brothers' backyard. I love this theory. Let them dig it up. Yeah, that's a good theory. Okay, if you, if you want to get into the Wright brothers' alien conspiracy theory, <laughs> just tweet us with the hashtag Wright Brothers Alien Conspiracy. (laughs) That's a long hashtag. I know. (laughs) I know. All right. uh, Brothers War preview cards are now out in full force with the pre-release happening next weekend. Yes. Oh, my goodness. Unbelievable. Absolutely unbelievable. Um, And also, uh, these cards are really cool that we're going to talk about. They also, at the Brothers War panel played the trailer yes. for the brothers war yes um which is sick it's really cool go look at i really it. liked it yeah um it was it was it's very dramatic you're gonna have to you're gonna have to see bad johnny i know you're gonna have to come face to face with bad johnny i'm so sad about swiping bad johnny it, swiping it to fairy with his big old axe i'm so sad so johnny you were just a, a precious little kitten i know not anymore uh, oh well now he have laser eyes <laughs> I suppose that's a condolence. See a sweet yeah, laser he eye. Does have sweet laser eye. If the Phyrexines offered you a laser eye, would no. you go Phyrexine? <laughs> what would it take, Megan? Uh, they just want to help you. <laughs> two laser eyes. <laughs> two laser eyes. Do you know? Yeah, that doesn't sound too bad. So what we're gonna do um, this week is go over some of the cool new cards that are our most favorites. Then next week, when Judge Rob is here, we'll go through all the new mechanics and the tricky cards that might trip you up at the pre-release because. Once again, pre-release is in your LGS before it's on Arena. Yeah. So you're going to want to know this stuff before you head into your uh, local game store. Um, but we're just going to call it a, a few of our favorites that we've seen. Yes, because there's some really cool cards. Yes. Uh, Maria, hit us with one. All right. So this card is very exciting to me. Lay Down Arms. It's a single white for a sorcery at Uncommon. 
Exile target creature with mana value less than or equal to the number of planes you control. Yes. Maybe pointing towards wanting to push people into like some monocolor synergies. Absolutely. It's controller gains three life. See yeah. part of that. Um, I love this card. I yeah. mean, yeah, monocolor, right? You need a, yes. a critical number of planes to be able to play this. Yes. Um, in limited, I think that's kind of a cool idea to think yeah. about because there's so many artifacts running around in this set. A lot of the unearth that we're seeing has single mana color mm-hmm. cost for the activation of unearth, which is a mechanic that we're seeing come back here in this set. Um, so like, yeah, I'm like in draft, are we going to be playing monocolor decks with a bunch of artifacts? Maybe. Maybe we are. And then we in constructed, be. of course, this has yeah. huge implications. Uh, single white mana. Wow. Single white mana. Single white mana. I love this card. Yeah. Um, similarly, I'm going to call out um, a blue card that also has that same monocolor like synergy with it. Vibe. Flow of knowledge. This is four and a blue instant. Draw a card for each island you control, then discard two cards. Wow. You're telling me I could draw five cards at instant speed? I'm, that is what I'm telling you. Look at that. That's what you're telling me. You can t- you're telling me I can draw five cards at instant speed for five minutes. You can play some mono blue. So you can tell me I can draw five cards instant at instant speed. speed. Yeah, five mana. Five mana. Um, yeah, I'm very interested. I'm very interested in that deal. Tell me more. Yeah, that card. Uh, yeah, very that's cool. Very cool card as well. Um, I, of course, love my creature decks. So yeah. I'm going to call this card out because we do have some sweeper effects that have been previewed with this set. Yes. Unfortunately. I'm looking at Yay. you, New Anger of the Gods. Hello, a New Anger of the Gods. What's that one called? The Brothers Brothers Poop on You? I don't know what it's called. <laughs> I just tweeted it out with the word NO in all caps. I was like, <sighs> no, I don't want Anger of the Gods to happen again. Thank you. I'm, yeah. I've been doing fine. You know, things have been going okay for me. And then I saw this card and I was <laughs> things like. Things have been going okay for me. <laughs> Brotherhood's End. Yeah. One red, red sorcery. Choose one. Deals three damage to each creature in each planeswalker. Uh, or destroy all artifacts with mana value three or less. Get out of here. A card Maria and I do not agree on. <sighs> anyway, that card exists again. Yeah. Um, so Hajar Loyal Bodyguard caught my eye. It's red green for three, three, which is already like an absurd rate. Mm-hmm. It's a soldier, which I'll talk about mattering a little bit later. <laughs> uh, sacrifice it. Legendary creatures you control get plus one plus oh and gain indestructible until end of turn. Nice. So you can at least yeah. save your creatures from your legendary creatures from the likes of the the brothers poop on you. <laughs> um, Eli Ludman was like, oh, I'm so glad they made this human. Because he plays humans in modern. Oh, yeah. This is a human soldier. It's a human soldier. Okay. Very hey, that's, that's, yeah, for sure. Yeah. And there's some legendary creature decks kind of running around at the mm-hmm. edges of stuff. We talked about one last week. So, hey, hey, hey. maybe that deck is kind of cool now. Yeah. I don't know. Um, all right. I picked a card for a prototype. Which is Arcane Proxy, seven mana woo, for a four three. Uh, when it enters the battlefield, if you cast it, exile target instant instant or sorcery card with mana value less than or equal to Arcane Proxy's power from your graveyard. Copy that card. You may cast the copy without paying its mana cost. Sick. There is a prototype version for one blue blue, which is a two one. Hello. So yes, prototype, please. Thank new you. mechanic in Brothers War. Yes. That allows you to cast one of these big bad. Like kind of Eldrazi feeling yes. situations because their mana costs always like huge. Seven, eight, nine. For less mana. And mm-hmm. then you still get to do the cool things that the card does. Yeah. It has all the text in the text box. Yeah. Um, but it is just, it's, it's just smaller, smaller and it has a color. Yeah. Um, this card, I don't, 
I don't see a future where this card is not like a constructed play. Yeah, right? Like you're telling me that people aren't going to be snapping for one blue people blue? People are going to be snapping up, up in here. People are going to be snapping. This is Snapcaster Mage. You're snapping. Take two. We're all snapping. You be snapping. We all be snapping. <laughs> I want to talk about this prototype card, Skitterbeam Battalion. Oh. First of all, because its name is Skitterbeam, which is very cute. It's just very cute. And it's a pretty cute card. It's a cute card. It looks like it's skittering around. Yeah. I mean, it's huge. It's a hu- is it basically a huge... What was that one that we named cutest card of the year? Skitter, you know, goes and gets you a land. Oh, yeah. Skits. Skittering skits. Surveyor. Skittering Surveyor. This is like a big skits. It's a big skits. <laughs> big. This Emphasis on big. is Daddy Skits. Daddy Skits. Call this card. All right, everybody. Your job now is to make sure that everyone calls Skitter Beam Battalion Daddy, Daddy Skits. skits. <laughs> Nine mana. Hoof. For an artifact creature construct, this is a mythic. Prototype, three red-red, so it becomes a 2-2 two, two if you want to play that instead of nine. Mm-hmm. Trample haste. When it enters the battlefield, if you when Daddy Skits enters the battlefield, if Thank you cast you. it, create two tokens. Tokens. <laughs> <laughs> tokens that are copies of it. It's a 4-4. Four, four. So you just get, you you know, get three. Mm-hmm. Daddy Skits give you three. I uh, love that card. Uh, because we were talking about um, uh, legendary creatures, um, and I mentioned that I want to talk about soldiers a little bit. Yeah. Carbon Vanguard Aviator is another one, much like that friggin' 3-3 three, three for 2 mana I just talked about. This is a 3-2 for 2 mana, but it mm-hmm. also has flying. It's white and a blue for a legendary human soldier at rare. Whenever you attack with 5 or more soldiers, creatures you control get plus 1, plus 1, and gain flying until end of turn. I love it! Yeah. Not, this is, like, uh, absolutely absurd and limited. But also... Yeah. I think there might be a standard soldier's deck. Oh. Oh. You know? Yeah. And the reason I think that, I'm going to name two cards real quick here. Tell us about it. It's Fortified Beachhead, which is land. Mm -hmm. It's blue-white. Okay, so that card was blue-white. This is blue-white. As it enters the battlefield, you may reveal a soldier card from your hand. It enters the battlefield tapped unless you reveal the soldier card this way, or you control a soldier. So... Yep, Very easy sounds. to have it enter untapped, yeah. app, add white or blue, and then for five and tap it, soldiers you control get plus one, plus one until end of turn. That sounds pretty, that sounds pretty pushed. Okay, that's pushed, right? Yeah, that sounds like you're pushing soldiers. You're pushing soldiers. Hey, don't you come onto my <laughs> battlefield and push soldiers, they're, they're okay? Not, they're not really fighting, they're just like, They're just push, 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 push. Siege veteran, two and a white, human soldier, rare, two, two. At the beginning of combat on your turn, put a plus one, plus one counter on target creature you control. Whenever another non-token soldier you control dies, make a one-one soldier artifact creature token. Pushing soldiers Pushin over here. Soldiers. Pushing soldiers. And I am here for it. This is my kind of deal. I love these cards so far. Maria um, does not support the military industrial complex. I do not. Pushing soldiers. But I am about pushing so- soldiers and magic. Um, so yeah. I'm very excited. I hope it happens. Um, I'm going to talk about one more card that I'm excited about, yeah. which is Teferi Temporal Pilgrim. You got to talk about you the big T. You got to talk about the big T. Three blue blue uh, for a Teferi. Four loyalty. Whenever you draw a card, put a loyalty counter on Teferi Temporal Pilgrim. Zero, draw a card. So are people going to do something, you know, kind of banana towns where they're just like, I hope so. Draw a million and then ultimate. Anyway, go ahead. I hope so. Uh, so zero draw a card. So you're going to plus like you and you'll, you'll put a loyalty counter on him when you do that. <laughs> Bless you. Um, and when you draw a card for turn, so you can 
like Teferi's essentially plusing two if you plus them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, each turn. Minus two, create a two two blue spirit creature token with vigilance, and whenever you draw a card, put a plus one plus one counter on so this creature. So you're plusing Teferi and you're gonna plus your blue spirits. Yeah, you'll put a counter on your spirit if you plus Teferi. Wow. Okay. Minus twelve, target opponent chooses a permanent they control and returns it to its owner's hand. Then they shuffle each non-land permanent they control into its owner's library. Okay. Great. Yes, please. Yeah. Like what? Look, what can I say? I love it. I love it. That's your. That's got Megan yeah. written all over it. Draw cards. Draw cards. Pure drawing cards. Exactly what you're meant to do. <laughs> you're not meant to play a spirit. You're meant to draw you're cards. You're meant to draw cards. Get those sticks out of here. Ugh. <laughs> look, I like. I guess he comes with a spirit sometimes, but. <laughs> yeah, that's all true. All planeswalkers come with a spirit. <laughs> I've got to say, from what we've seen so far of Brothers War, it seems very, very good. Like these cards seem really high power. Yes, and it they feels seem like exceptionally high powered. It's going to come in and kind of disrupt standard. Yes, in a way that I'm here for. Let's see it. Let's shake it up. I'm very excited. Yeah, I think this set looks great. Like we said, next week Judge Rob's going to be here to go over all of this. The set is going to be fully previewed by then. Mm-hmm. Um. I'm super looking forward to this set and the pre-release coming up on the 11th and 12th. Yeah. It's time to say thank you to another one of our sponsors, Ultra Pro. Ultra Pro. They're they're just a great sponsor. They're a great sponsor. We really love working with them. Um, Maria, what are you looking at these days? So they've got a Black Friday preview sale um, where they have 20% off select one-touch card holders. All right. And if you don't know what those are, they're really, really cool. They're they're essentially to show off your best magic cards. They're a a case. Yeah. And they're called one-touch because it's a magnet. So Uh you just put it in there, boom, you're done. And you can just, they're beautiful display cases for your best cards. Yeah. So you can get, love it. There's a million different kinds that you can get uh all different sorts of sizes also different sorts of protection for them mm-hmm. and they're 20 percent off now and i'm like looking through all this stuff and i'm like do it and what do i need here if you use our code glhf at checkout you get another five percent on top of it i know i'm gonna you okay. get you stack these savings stack, stack, stack those them. savings just like you can stack their storage that we talked about last week yeah i think this is yeah the storage thing is really really cool these things are really cool i'm gonna put our discount on here right now apply the discount is glhf everybody so you wow. can add that discount on top on top of it on top of the 20 percent off for the black friday deal so go out there and do it uh yeah check get it some, out so get some really cool stuff ultra pro like everything you need for storage of, of your magic collection everything that you need for celebrating magic art everything that you need to just like effectively play magic like dice and score pads they've got you covered every axis right like every axis we talked about too if like showing off your cool cards in like pretty ways is not something you're interested in the secret lair super drop that came out in october which mm-hmm. is the dress to uh what was it called dress to impress dress, dress to, to express dress, dress to, to if looks could kill Oh, um, we, were we were on the wrong phrase, but we were on the right vibe. Yes. <laughs> uh, it looks good kill. Um, that was really beautiful art in that secret layer. They oh, have play mats of that. They have play mats of it. And it's really, really cool. Actually. The reflector mage one is my favorite. Oh, they're great. And it's, I just want that cat. It's gorgeous. I want that cat. I want this space play hamster mat. ball. So I might go use cold GLHF to also buy this play mat. Yeah. So. <laughs> hey, GLHF 5% off. <laughs> 
Okay, everybody, that's this episode of Good Luck High Five. We stuffed about 10 pounds of content into a one-hour episode yes. for you. Thank you once again. Lynn, I hope you like your show. You I go, hope Lynn. you liked your show. Thank this one you. was for you. Um, become a patron yes. to have a show for you, for you and to get access to our Discord and get ready. Um if you want to get early access to our very special limited edition, gorgeous um, Boggle Treasure Cruise playmat, yes. you can become a patron and then up your pledge at the end of the month. Or you can hold off, become a new patron in December for $10 or more, yep. um, and you'll get one of these babies if you're one of the first 100 people. It is truly gorgeous. Um, um, it's so cool. Thank you to Card Kingdom, cardkingdom.com slash GLHF Ultra Pro. Use code GLHF to get whatever you need for your magical life. Uh, we love our sponsors and you should too. Next episode, always one of our favorites, Judge yes, Rob coming on the Judge show. Judge Rob episode coming up. Hey, if you become a patron right now, that could be your episode. You could be the Judge Everyone Rob Everyone wants episode. to have the Judge Rob episode. They do. Um, and that goes for that goes for becoming a new patron or increasing. So, yeah, you know, absolutely. Get your Judge Rob episode. Get your own Judge Rob. Yes. In your life. Everyone needs a Judge Rob. Everyone needs a Judge Rob. We should get a Judge Rob action figure. I wish that was a thing we could have. I'm going to go look into okay. how we make that. Maybe going to look that up. We'll see you back here next week. 